And it is a damn good day to have a damn good day. We're live. Jason Rout is in the building. South Africa, stand up. <laughs> <laughs> well, we'll make a couple corrections there. Mauritius. <laughs> Mauritius. I'm so fired up you're here, man. This is, this is a long time coming. We've known each other forever. Yeah, man. It's probably been just under a decade. And you have made so much amazing progress ever since started in Vima. Now we here. Uh huh. It's been a it's been a wild ride and uh, just the beginning. To be honest, we're we're just starting this journey. <laughs> I mean, I've had a love for Miami ever since I first visited the city. That's for sure. Um, and yeah, I mean, I've always wanted to live here. And you know, who knows where I'll be living in the future? But for now, I'm really happy here. What's cool about, uh, number one, Miami and just all the people here is I feel that there's this general uh, rhythm of entrepreneurship. Baked into it is this nine out of ten people here are down to party. For sure. It's funny because people come in all suited up, looking all businessy, but the second you crack into the party atmosphere, it's like their eyes open up. Everyone here likes to have fun. Yeah, I mean, if you don't like to have fun, you're you usually move out west. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> so the further west you go, the more you don't like to have fun. Um, but yeah, I mean, it's obvious. Miami is an iconic city, no matter how long you look in history. Um, and it's one of the greatest cities in the world. You know, there's so many international people. There's so many people from all walks of life. Um, and for me, the, the, the whole South American atmosphere just adds a lot of warmth in the sense like if you know people are just warmer people they're more fun they you know they're just more fun people in general i feel you generally kinder fun is a very nice way to say it <laughs> right right savage savage senders Send, you, know. you know but people are down to try new things they're down to put themselves outside their comfort zone and they're down to have fun obviously i feel when i came here was a great age because i was past the age of just becoming a full you know going full savage and send i was older i was 28 when i first moved here like early 28 maybe 27 so who, whose age scale is that <laughs> the full savage 28 and up <laughs> yeah i feel like you know i'm less inclined to just go to space every weekend and be yeah. a sav well funny enough that was one of the reasons i somewhat held back on moving to miami so soon is because i felt that was uh, a factor where I couldn't really have self-control or, you know, like I would want to party all the time. But once you live here, you realize that it's actually quite the opposite because you have so much choice. You have so much choice and it's always a good time. So it's like, well, if I don't go out today, tomorrow's just going to be just as good. You know, whereas if you live in a city where not much, not as much happens, you kind of feel that pressure to go out for that one event or that one party because you don't know when the next great one's going to be. So sure, there's FOMO. Yeah, there's and, and here there's no FOMO. Like, if I don't go out tonight, it's like, oh, well, <laughs> I'll just see how I feel tomorrow because tomorrow's another great day to go out, you know? It's so interesting that when you have those options, it makes you not have to feel you have to do something. And I think that's a big lesson when you grow up. Yeah. When you finally get to the point where you realize that you're not missing anything by going out to the bars tonight. Yeah. You know, you get to this point where you always feel you're missing when you're in college. You're always just get to the bars, get to the bars. And then a few years after college, get to the bars, right? <laughs> and then you realize, eh, the bars just ain't the play no more, man. You yeah. know, I'd rather just chill in with the homies and, you know, keep it down low. Yeah, it's all a balance. Um, 
don't get me wrong i still love to party um but yeah it's not anywhere near as much as what i used to do you know five five ten years ago um but yeah i mean it's 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 also different you know it's different levels to it too you know right five ten years ago i was going to the or you can drink ten dollar ten dollar parties <laughs> uh and it's a whole different level of hangover just a different completely different thing well we i have that in miami and, and i just am so you know i've admired what you've built here you really built something special with nomad sound systems an incredible business that's powering so many outstanding events from all over what a unique idea when i yeah. think about people that are in that space of of supplying and being able to you know create amazing events you have all of the supplies you're the only one that comes to mind that's doing it it's so unique it's creative and it's right up your your alley i mean djing providing the party you do it all man yeah it's a it's a good ecosystem to put it you know um and i've always had that in mind that i didn't want to you know limit myself to i guess just djing first off because it's something i've done my whole life i started uh when i was 14 in clubs by the time i was 15 which is pretty nuts um but i always had other ideas around it you know like i've always thought to myself well in 10 years what's the ideal life you know and it was never oh i want to be traveling every other day you know bouncing from shows to shows that was never what really attracted me about music and djing it was always the love for music and um being able to work in a space where i have the freedom to be in miami for a month and then if i want to travel i can travel too um i prefer that pace if that makes any sense um and yeah i love what i do i love what i do it's pretty awesome seeing people's reaction to something which they would typically take for granted you know like you don't as a, as a typical person you don't usually go to an event and be like look out for the speakers and wonder if it sounds good or not you know that's just it's a pretty out there thing to think about but yeah can you tell everyone exactly what nomad sound systems is and essentially what the business model is yeah i mean we we started in 2016 um i've always had gear um and i've always been the industry of djing or just providing smaller equipment for events um, and in 2016, along with my brother, we saw an opportunity where, you know, we were working in the event space. I was helping him out with tents. Um, and we would always set up these stretch tents or these event tents. And then somebody would roll out their equipment after we were done. Uh, and the same thing for, for the end of the show, you know, we would come and we would see somebody roll out their equipment and then we would have to wait for them and break down the tent. You know, the tent is the first thing up and the last thing out always um so we kind of saw that okay well somebody else is providing sound to these exact same clients we have um and i have a background in sound i've i've been involved since i was 14 15 and i already had the gear so there was an opportunity for us to kind of capitalize on the on the clientele we already had and you know offer a premium service which is what we were doing already for the tents we've always focused on the premium end of what we do you know we're not trying to be the walmart of the industry um and provide the cheapest prices but we want to provide the best product at the most premium service we can provide um and we've applied that same philosophy to sound we've picked 
Well, so you, the best. So you had like a, an inventory of a bunch of different size tents. Yeah, on the tents. Well, now today I'm not so involved in the tents, but yeah, on the tent side we provide a, a unique product, right? It's not the square tents you would see on the side of the street for your for your street wedding. You know, these are like very um, can be very customized and beautiful stretch tents to whatever space you want. Um, and it's an expensive product. It's probably three or four times the price of a regular tent. Um, but you're able to cater to a much higher clientele who wants something specific and unique to their space. Um, and on the sound side, we kind of had that same idea. We didn't want to just have the same speakers as everybody else. And, you know, in a sense, be in a competition for who has the lowest price. Because if we have the same products, you know, then it's Did you feel like that was what was happening a lot? Like, even though you had like a nicer tent, people were still competing just on price even if oh you're always gonna get that right right you're always gonna have that and it's up to you to kind of take that battle you know if it's like oh, do you really want that client if they're gonna push you to they're gonna be like oh well xyz company has given it to me for 20 percent off you know i've realized over the years that typically those clients are more of a headache than anything um but you have to start somewhere you know like you can't have that um philosophy from the very get-go i think you have to pay your dues yeah and uh you know we've paid our dues for sure and we still do we're still a young company uh but you pick uh, we have the i guess blessing now to be able to pick you know who you work who with. we work with and if it's if this client's really trying to you know haggle me down it's like well next time you know it's like well that's a great lesson that you said is that you can pick and choose who you work with and yeah. when you're a new business you just are looking for anything exactly so you say yes to cancer yeah and unfortunately you cancer said, just you said yes to everything yeah, yeah <laughs> you know unfortunately just eats you up uh -huh. over time and you begin to lose excitement because you're dealing with someone super high maintenance and your time is valuable and but it's essential i think it's good to go through that because as a as a young business, you have to realize that you're still also learning your skill and your um, deployment of your service to the best ability, you know? So those cheaper clients, quote unquote, have also helped us in our progress. And I, I still actually deal with some of these very first clients that I've had from 2016. And I know that they can't afford to pay full price, but I've built a, a friendship with them over time. Not all of them, but some of them. Um, and, you know, that's, that goes a long way that they support us when we were no one. And we still do our best to service them as well. That's awesome. I mean, to me, that targets the whole philosophy that people will do business with people they like. Yeah, absolutely. You'll take a pay cut if you know you're going to have a good time doing it. Absolutely. Happiness is, you know, you got to be happy in this uh -huh. world. It's got to wait. It's got to wait. <laughs> and then you guys got into the sound, which is awesome. That's a great lesson for anyone. You started with this product, which is tents. Uh -huh. You realize there's a demand. You're deploying these tents, coming back. First one's there, last one's out. You're, I need to save my freaking time, man. And I, and I necessarily didn't have a, much of an interest in tents, to be honest. Um, it was more a way for me to make money. But that's also kind of a lesson is food that doing something I didn't really want, I kind of found the path to something I did want. Um, you know, I could have been like, oh, fuck it. You know, this is not my, this is not what my dream. I'm not going to do that because it's not what I really, really want. But, you know, sometimes you got to make sacrifices. And along the way, as long as you don't 
lose touch with what you want and what you, you guess your dreams. Well, it's awesome um, because when I follows. saw you, like when I first moved here, I mean, you're a hustler, man. You're like as gangster of a hustler as it gets. You'll buy you know, and, and you'll buy audio equipment on OfferUp that oh, you I'm know always, is undervalued. Always and hustling. You'll just flip it, you know. And I come over to your house and I, I check out the, uh, the 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 setup, and you got these like nice plans set up, and you put them all out there, and you resell them for two or three x, which is great because anyone can do this. Yeah, anyone can do this if you're down yeah. to just like figure it out and learn what it's worth. Yeah, I mean, it it, it also helps that I have an interest in these items and it's not like i'm buying and selling baseball cards because i don't know baseball cards i know there's a there's a market there for it um so you know you're giving a good product at a good price you know well i i i I can see what's undervalued and what's overvalued right away just because i have experience in this world right um or even an interest in this world right because before I was just... You are passionate about this world. Yeah. So before, you know, just to kind of go off the gear idea, right? It all started because I like buying gear for myself. You know, <laughs> <laughs> you know so it wasn't like I just started out of nowhere, but I liked buying gear for yeah. myself. So I don't know if you like buying shoes, if you like buying shoes for yourself and all of a sudden there's a pandemic and your business is closed and you got $2,000 in the bank, which, you know, you got to live on and you're like, okay, well... Maybe I'll use that $2,000 to see what shoes are out there. Instead of buying it for me, I could buy it and make a business out of it, you know? And then eventually you can say, well, I've bought 20 shoes. I've sold 16 and I've made 5X. I can probably keep four pairs for myself as a reward. And that's kind of the idea that happened with the gear is, you know, I was always buying gear as a for my own good, for my own pleasure, right? Um... And then when this happened, it was like a perfect storm that, okay, well, a bunch of people were selling excess gear. They didn't need to raise money for themselves. Um, and it was like, okay, well, the gear was undervalued. So I got to buy a lot of pieces that I personally wanted. But then I was like, okay, well, this gear, I could keep it or I could make four times what I paid for it. Maybe I'll sell it and buy another piece, you know. So that's been going on since the since the start of the pandemic. So like when a lot of people are scrolling on Instagram, you're scrolling and looking at gear. I'm scrolling on Facebook, but it's Facebook marketplace. (laughs) Is that the spot? Is that the play? Facebook marketplace. marketplace, Offer up up and marketplace for sure. You find different people on both. You know, I I found a lot of great, great deals on, on Facebook marketplace because it's usually older people who really have zero interest in keeping the gear. Um, I remember specifically a deal where I bought five speakers and a subwoofer. Um, I think I paid like 600 bucks for the entire bundle. And I knew just off the brand that that was way undervalued. I remember, I think I sold the subwoofer for a thousand bucks and then I sold each individual, the five speakers for like 350 or 400 bucks. So, you know, I went from 600 bucks to call it four times five to uh, 2000 plus like 3000 bucks, you know, so that's, that's, that's six, a lot of, six that's, X, you know, yeah, so that's a <laughs> weekly salary if you're earning like 80 K a year. Yeah. A so, heartbeat. you know, but it's interesting because I, when I went to your spot and you've always been such a good homie to me, like helping me with my sound and the acoustics, because when you go to your studio, you converted your second bedroom into a studio. Yeah. It's, it's legit. Uh-huh. It's the stuff out of the movies. There's acoustics here there's boards here and you actually know what they all mean 
again I'm, i like i like it also you know anytime i have some free time i'm in there um mixing it up building stuff and you make your own music and it's freaking awesome yeah and and part of it is yeah of course i make my own music yes but part of it is i'm actually enjoy the discovery part of things you know i could probably sell half of that gear and still be as effective as making music without it but part of my inner child likes the science experiment side of things where i'm like discovering new gear and playing playing with all these pieces connecting everything seeing yeah it and finding the best way to make it effective I, i'm really like every couple months i'm rearranging the studio <laughs> repatching everything finding this one this one thing that makes it more effective or better and i enjoy that it's such a fun process. hobby i can't wait to, <laughs> to see with your studio in 15 years yeah right <laughs> Hopefully it's, it's, a, it's overlooking in a, a waterfall. Exactly. I hope it's in a really cool spot with a beautiful view behind it. Yeah, with an awesome. I can see that gangster cat with you. <laughs> That's good. That's totally your life. The only time I've ever been to space was you inviting me, which was such a great experience. You, you brought me back into the DJ booth. I felt like the man. Yeah, it that was, was a fun dope, time. Man. It was my birthday, wasn't it? I think so. I think it was my birthday. You were you were crushing it. That was so much fun. Yeah, that was if anyone doesn't party. know what space is, space is how would you describe space? Space is the best playground. There <laughs> <laughs> is. I mean, it's for me, it's one of the world's best clubs, and we have it in our backyard. It's you know, I have the pleasure that well, I guess I'm lucky that it's operated by people who become my friends now, um, and then they always welcome me in, you know, just as a guest or every now and then as a as a DJ too. It's interesting the people aspect of Miami is it's kind of like a small circle in a sense that if you know the right people you can kind of get in do whatever it almost annoyed me when I first moved here because my ego is in the way mm -hmm. and I was just like who does this guy thinks he is does he not know the Jones man let me in <laughs> come on man and like no get in the back of the line uh -huh. but if you know the right people you have a great time in life and how do you know the right people you be a good person you offer mutual value absolutely and you've worked with these people in different aspects you've come to their save in, in many ways and they repaid you by giving you awesome gigs and chances and you freaking showed up and now you're able to play at the hottest clubs in Miami. And it all started with you just bang, like clanging out at 14 years old, just getting <laughs> weird with it. I'm so proud of you, man. It's Thank awesome you, to even know you. It's awesome. It's happy to, it's happy to hear it from, from a different perspective every now and then. Sometimes you forget I, the progress you've made. Right. It's nice to hear it from somebody else. Thank you. You got to be sell. You got to celebrate yourself sometimes. You know? Exactly. We're always so caught up trying to become better. I feel better. like we don't, we don't do that enough. I definitely don't. Um, so yeah. Yeah. It's, nice. it's nice to hear it. It's cool to think what younger you, if you were you know, 14 and you saw yourself now, like what would he think of you? Yeah, true. You'd be like, yo, that guy's cool. <laughs> <laughs> I think you'd be proud. <laughs> and then so once you got into the tent business, you, you migrated into the audio business. So uh -huh. then it just started with buying good gear. But you said you had to differentiate yourself. Yeah, I mean, there's, there's, there's always audio. You can fucking sorry so, no you can sorry. curse swear. <laughs> yeah, we get weird here the, there's a the bunch of audio companies um you know but again we wanted to kind of approach it with the whole idea of providing a higher quality product um and something that nobody else had you know that, that that's where the opportunity came about is you know there's this brand of speakers which you know i've personally known about and had a kind of love affair with um probably since like 2012 2013 when i first went to ibiza 
um and one one of the legendary clubs there which is no longer there was space ibiza um and all their gear there was from a company called function one which is based out of the uk um one it sounds absolutely amazing you know one of my favorite things about it is that you know you don't have to wear earplugs necessarily if it's done right which is kind of like pretty rare these days when you go to like a like a big concert or like a loud event you know people kind of go for loudness over quality and that's not the best way to go about it in my opinion um so yeah i've kind of known about these speakers from then and then it was a bit of luck you know like one of the events we were doing in 2016 when we got this idea the company uh who provided the sound was actually providing the same gear function one um and this was during miami music week which is for those who don't know just like a week of crazy intense partying in miami <laughs> all the, at the whole city's party when is that like typically? it's it's typically like the second or third week of march uh so usually the week leading up to ultra gotcha um and it's also in the middle of spring break for most colleges so it's kind of like a, a storm of madness um so yeah so this this company had this gear but it turns out that this company wasn't even based in miami you know, this company kind of just came down for Miami Music Week because there was an opportunity to make money that week here in Miami. And when we realized that no one in Miami was carrying this product and no one was providing this service that we thought was necessary at a higher level, there was an opportunity. Um, and that was in March of 2016. And by the time we got to August, the the interest had obviously simmered over time and we put some plans together we started you know with a little loan um and by august we had our gear so that's when we first started and you made the connect you reached out to them and pitched and they were in yeah um we had some contacts in the uk who helped us with the process um they believed in you we i mean you just there's there's money involved right so for them they were selling equipment they didn't necessarily need to fully believe in us. Right. Um, so they also took the chance. And for them, if it failed, they still sold speakers. So they're, you know, yeah, it was a win-win. they're fine. Um, but yeah, now over time, we've built a really good relationship with those same people. Um, and we're now we've actually built a great relationship with um, the, the main supplier for the US. Um, and today we're, we're fully listed on the company's website, you know, on Function One. If you go to functionone.com, you'll find Nomad Sound System in the rental houses. So things maybe didn't start the most official way, um, but over time they've seen the work we've done and the quality and the love we put into it. Um, and we've built a proper relationship now. You know, a big theme we always find on the podcast is people that have achieved some level of success or performance, they lay a lot of seeds and over time they've grown those seeds and watered them. And what happens is you might be like a little dandelion, but you're hanging out with a sunflower and you're both just seeds. <laughs> so at that time, you guys are just homing out, pollinating, doing your thing, getting the butterflies all up in your grill. <laughs> and over time, you know, your dandelion hangs out with that sunflower who's now a freaking sunflower. And that sunflower brings you up with them at some level, yeah. not, no longer as a plant. But <laughs> if you build those bottom line relationships with good people at a young age in the beginning, over time, you know, that's how some of the most incredible relationships are formed. Yeah. And, and I personally, I've always known 
and I do believe that, you know, your network has a lot of influence on you. Yes. But also, you know, we'll be able to help you. But I never really have that on the forefront of my mind. Like I'm never really approaching a conversation with a stranger or a new acquaintance with the fact that uh, actually they could help me in the future. And, you know, I feel like a lot of people have that on the forefront of their mind and kind of things get a little weird in my opinion. Like you don't feel the genuineness. Um, For sure. And I think it's very important to have, to be genuine and to just, you know, be a good person (laughs) and actually try to provide value, you know? And the older you get, the better at smelling it you get. Yeah. You just don't want to, we were talking about this at nauseam yesterday with M dot. Like it's just, you just, you know, you want to hang, you, it's so much energy to leave your house. The older you get, uh-huh. you just don't want to do it. You know, there's so much things that go into it. So you want to know that the energy on the other end is worth pursuing. Absolutely. So, and you can definitely smell it. You get better at that for sure. Yeah. Um, or it might be the nice whiff of a cigar you're smelling and you're trying to decide <laughs> hmm, what's going on there. Was that a cigar with an S or a C? <laughs> Cigars.com, three-day delivery. Yeah, better heard. So, yeah, you definitely get better at smelling it. And I think being genuine and being, you know, having the right intentions, you really feel that. Um, so as much as you want to chase success or, like, bettering yourself, I think it's very important that you don't do it by by going over things which like by doing it the wrong way in a sense right like going against your core values in in a sense like i think that will haunt you more than you know you'll be able to get forward and in taking the sunflower thing if you are a sunflower today you shouldn't only hang out with sunflowers at some level you should look and see opportunity in other people and other dandelions and you should invest in those relationships, right? It doesn't matter how much money someone has or where they're at today. If you see potential in them, that's worth the relationship, right? Yeah, and that's a that's a funny transition we're going through right now as a company. Is, you know, we've kind of gone from being a small company to where it's me and my business partner only, and everything relies on us. And you know, having four speakers, <laughs> and now we probably have one of the largest inventories in the U.S. Actually of that brand of speakers and we've kind of transitioned to this medium-sized small to medium-sized company where we're having to trust uh and recruit talent um and there's a part of letting go which is necessary uh but also a part of like passing along the knowledge which is also necessary and it's not an easy thing to do when you know you've kind of run the business as everything relies on you and you have to kind of detach your importance to the business a bit um at least mentally but like recruiting talent's tough recruiting talent's tough um and keeping good talent is actually tough too um you know recruiting talent is i want to say for us it's been 50 50. we've had some great people come through um most recently we did uh i want to say we like last October, so just under a year ago, we had this high kind of put it out there that we were looking for some new people. And at that point, we built like a little cult following, but on a small scale. So we had some good interest already, you know. Um, surprisingly, we had like probably like 40, 50 people apply, Whoa. which is was very, 
rewarding mentally. Yeah. <laughs> you know, they didn't even think there was that many people interested in us. But anyway, uh, we managed to get some good people through the door. And I want to say like from that, we've kept like six or seven that have been solid with us, you know. Um, On that point, you get 40 or 50 applicants. Me and Sky were talking about this recently. It's interesting how when someone posts a job, they get 50 applicants maybe, mm -hmm. right? A lot of them through Indeed or whatever. And the person on the other end ideally doesn't want to talk to 50 people. Absolutely. Ideally, they want to talk to three or four, find one and go and move yeah. forward. What has been some of the things that stood out to you that made you end up picking who you picked when you went through those 50? I mean, I definitely went through all 50 of them, at least the application. Um, and I, for me, I just ranked, I had like a ranking system based, you know, sadly your first impressions are pretty important on this matter. So if you're applying for something, make sure you put your best foot forward. Um, so based off first impressions, based off how eager they seemed and how interested they were in sound and us as Nomad, as what we do. So some of these people had been following us on social media and were almost like fans of the business. So that had a weight, you know, like someone who really wants to come and work for you or your business. They're going to put a lot more heart into it. So that has a weight um and just experience so kind of like those were the three factors we based things off um and on a scale of it was pretty simple actually on a scale of one to ten i kind of rated people um and everyone who had more than a five got an interview there wasn't actually many people who didn't get an interview um there were some people who could who didn't really qualify we didn't want to do things illegally so some people didn't have papers for example um, so unfortunately we couldn't help them. Yeah. Um, you, you ain't messing with that. Yeah. Not anymore. <laughs> <laughs> so, you know, from there we had phone interviews and narrowed down the list. And I think we took on about 12 people initially and the people who were interested kind of stayed, you know, you kind of, they filter themselves out at that point just by how they show up or not. <laughs> or not yeah <laughs> emphasis on the not yeah and, and you have a lot of ops that go into your business like getting the gear there making yeah. sure it's up and functioning you probably have these coordinators just like in your ear i mean you're kind of like a wedding coordinator with less stress in my opinion because yeah. it's more of an open culture <laughs> and dealing with people who aren't getting married so it's already less stressful yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but there's sometimes a lot of money on the line so it, it's pretty stressful sometimes um but yeah, I mean, I enjoy it. It's uh, it's it's also work that means something, you know. Like, so you can be proud of your work when it's done or done right. Um, and I personally can't really live with myself if the work is not done right, and we've kind of left it at that. Um, you know, so I have a deep care for the work we do and the quality we provide. Um, and I think that. You can see that, you know, which is why I think we've had some successes. People can see that I care and that I'm not going to be okay. It's done until it really sounds great or we've done a good job, you know? I love that. A fun fact is back in the Vima days, my first like significant check, it was for like $1,500. When you hit the thousand dollar club, mm -hmm. you're like, oh, I'm going to be rich. This is just going to keep on rolling in, baby. <laughs> I bought a 18 inch Behringer B212 subwoofer uh -huh. 
and <laughs> I think it was like 4,000 watts or something crazy. I got to remember, but that thing hit, man. That's it was funny. so fun just having that subwoofer. You I had it in your room? In my room, <laughs> in, in the frat. Yeah, we were an unrecognized frat, so nice. we were like, uh, you know, a wannabe frat, but... Well, I- to be honest, most of my college life, we were unrecognized, too, for different reasons. Yeah. Well, you could have more flexibility. You could do more things. You yeah. Okay, people. I was the event coordinator. Uh-huh. So it worked out pretty well. Nice. I actually think the whole fraternity decision was a great decision, too. You know, it, it helped me develop a lot faster, I think, than I would have if I didn't do it that way. Um, kind of froze you in the... In, in the deep end when it comes to socializing. And so you had an overall good experience there? Oh, I had a great experience. Yeah. Absolutely. Uh, and a lot of fun. <laughs> yeah. I, I don't know when, it, when I look back at my fraternity thing, I, I probably would have joined like a non, I probably would have joined more of like a recognized fraternity that had layers to it because uh-huh. mine was too small and it has never helped me professionally. Right. I guess because through the fraternity, I, I learned about Vima, right? So in that sense, it was great. But uh, I, if I could have went back in time, I would have joined like a more known frat where I can like reap benefits when I'm 50. Yeah, I mean, there's definitely that available with, I guess, the way I did it. But I've never once even thought about going for my fraternity network to get a job, for example. You but know. that's the thing, like, and that's what that's kind of like, like the SMU, for example. Like one of my friends, Sean Moore, the founder of Trueface. I'm blown away at how many smart people came out of this freaking college. Like Whitney Wolf, the founder of Bumble, was like one of his buddies wow. that's just in the graduating class, and he has like six to ten more of those that are just his buddies that are CEOs of hundred million dollar companies. It's like there are some colleges that definitely there's a networking like, for sure aspect. For sure, I guess the. I might not have gone to one of those colleges, put it that way. <laughs> but overall, for me, the fraternity was a lot of fun, a lot of great networking. Um, and actually, I mean, on, on, on a musical standpoint, I got my first gigs in Tampa through my fraternity, you know, like, and, you know, it was funny because if I think back when I first joined the fraternity and, you know, now how many of those fellow fraternity brothers have become house heads or, you know, listen to deep house or techno. It's quite a, quite a drastic number have changed. (laughs) How is it with always being the DJ and having all these friends and like people always hitting you up to go to your parties? Like, what is that like? Is it, is it easy for you or sometimes is it frustrating? Like, I mean, I'm sure you get it to some extent. There's also an element of living in Miami, which which happens. Like people come to Miami for their one week vacation, and then they're like, "Hey, I'm in Miami. Let's party." And it's like, "Oh, I live here all yeah. year round. Yeah, I'm not. Really <laughs> this is not my spring break. You yeah, know, <laughs> you're in South Beach. I'm not. What's yeah, going? <laughs> I'm home. Yeah. I'm not on vacation right uh, now. My cat eats in five minutes. <laughs> <laughs> so there, there is that similar aspect with you know being in the nightlife world um where you get hit up a lot for like guest list or can you recommend a cool party to go and i'm always happy to help whenever i can um but there are limits to what i can do without you know having to jeopardize your own pull a favor from somebody else right um, you know, so I'm always happy to help as long as I'm not having to like, again, pull a favor from somebody else, which 
I know I'm going to have to, in use a sense, that favor, use yeah. that favor and then come back with it later. Or eventually you can only pull so many favors without being like, hey, like, chill. Yeah, you, you got to stay cool. So, but I'm always happy to help. I understand how it is. Um, and I want people to enjoy themselves and, you know. And going back to the conversation about the fraternity thing, I will say that the best business fraternity I ever joined was Vima. Oh, yeah. I mean, the That's gift that full, keep, that was the full on fraternity. The gift that, <laughs> that was more fraternity than I've ever experienced. The gift that keeps on giving. Yeah. BK is no. actually going to be coming back here in the next month or so. We're going to run nice. another. So I'm stoked. Nice. I would love to actually see him again. I haven't, haven't seen him or had such a chat a good with him in a long time. He's such a good guy. Yeah. He was in 4,200 newspapers published him being essentially like Bernie Madoff. Imagine that you wake up and you're Bernie Madoff. 42? 4,200. Wow. Newspapers and reports just labeled him Satan. <laughs> Did he keep them all? Like he has like a pile in, in, his, in his one like garage. <laughs> it's crazy. I mean, when you hear the story, it's just the man was broken. Yeah. He's such like an innocent guy that just totally... I mean, granted, what he did, I mean, he was an, he, it was a great scapegoat opportunity. I mean, if I was the media, like, I see it from their perspective. It's yeah. e an easy clickbait picture. You, you, learn, you learn a lot about how the media operates as you get older, too. And, you know, it's, it's, just, a, it's just getting people's attention. That's all. That's their business model is clicks. Literally, clicks, not reporting the news. You know who's you know? such a legend in that sense is Dave Portnoy with Barstool. Yeah. I love watching him. He just, the guy keeps it so real. He's made me discover some cool pizza places in Miami. <laughs> What's the best? Because Sky Oof, was interested, so. There's, I mean, there's a couple good ones, which I always go to, right? Um, I mean, 11th Street Pizza, which isn't far from here, is really good. Uh, they just got some weird hours. So, like, they're not always open when I want pizza. Um, my typical go-to is actually Mr. one there's i think there's one around here but there's definitely one in south beach um mr owan yeah they're they're always solid um and then if you want more like a like a hungover pizza <laughs> ash pizza is pretty good ash yeah uh but they're just heavy like unless you're trying to like netflix and chill i wouldn't get that pizza <laughs> ash gas or grass no one rides for free you know so mr owan's a good one good solid one Mr. O1. Yeah. Yeah. I've been on this, uh, healthy eating thing. I, I finished the ED elemental diet. Um, that doesn't stand for erectile dysfunction, <laughs> <laughs> uh, two weeks drinking the most nasty stuff ever, but I've just been doing like no sugars, um, only like whole foods, everything, tons of fiber. And I feel freaking good, man. Nice. I feel good. Yeah. I mean, on, on the whole diet and lifestyle end of things, I definitely don't go above and beyond, but I have a couple of things which I do, which I'm really happy with. So for example, five days a week, Monday through Friday, I fast. So I don't eat before 4 p.m. and I won't eat after 10 p.m. So I have this six hour window, which is where I consume my food. Uh, and typically I'm pretty good at eating very lowish carbs. Um, but then again, a little less these days because I've been working, well, not working, but I've been doing a bit of exercise. So I, I feel a need to eat some carbs. Um, but I, in terms of exercise, I have zero desire to go to the gym. Zero. <laughs> and I've kind of been okay with it. 
Uh, and what I found that works for me is I like swimming. So I go swimming like four times a week. In the uh, ocean? No, there's, there's a pool pretty close to my house, like a public pool. You just have to kind of show proof of residence in Miami Beach. There's trying. actually two of them. There's one equidistance from my house, north and west. Um, but I go, I love it. I go, I get some sun. Uh, it takes me 20 to 30 minutes. I do like, I started off by doing 20 laps. Now I do 40 to 50 laps. Um, I, I is it one of those things that no, it's a hidden gem. Like it's always open and you're like, how are oh, it's always open. It? It's always open and it's free to the public. Um, in the summer, the specific one, the specific one where I go has like a whole kids section. So in the summer, it's kind of like annoying because there's a bunch of kids and their moms and it's like, wait i'm waiting for summer to be over so like they all go back to school <laughs> but the main pool is is there's four lanes very rarely do i have to share a lane um, well the big thing i learned about swimming is it's the number one healthiest thing for your body yeah. on the planet and i, I learned- used to play soccer a lot but then i hurt my ankle and that kind of like i never really healed it properly so this is my new thing i love it that's a great new thing yeah I did it when I was a kid. I was actually pretty good, but then I, I was a little complex about my body, and I didn't want to be wearing speedos. I kind of had like some self-image issues when I was a younger, younger kid. Uh, so I stopped, um, which I regret. I wish I, I probably would have been swimming like for college if I kept going. But anyway, I love it. Now I love it. I go four to five times a week. Uh, clears my head, gets some sun. Um, yeah, I feel really so great. So important to get the it. vitamin D early morning. I don't go early morning. <laughs> I go when I can. Uh, I was another early riser, you know. So well, you're I, you're an owl. You go to bed yeah. at like five in the morning. Yeah, not all the time, but my typical day is I wake up at like ten, but I also go to sleep at like three. Um, and the reason I enjoy those late nights is because typically in the day I work a lot on business side of things. So I'm dealing with a lot of clients, um, just life, life, dealing with life in the day. But then after like 11 p.m., no one really reaches out to me. And this is my time to kind of spend with myself and make music. And I'm not getting distracted by Instagram or by phone calls or by text messages. Um, my girlfriend's sleeping, you know, so it's like, <laughs> it's, it's my personal time. I and, I really, with that. <laughs> and I really cherish it, you know, like that 11 to 3 a.m. is where I'm, where I'm to myself. I can be creative. Um, and it's really important to me. Um, well, it's important going back to the swimming thing, because like I had to learn all about this with the sciatica issues I had. Swimming is literally the best thing for your back. Yeah. It's low impact, amazing on your joints. There's literally like no impact to your back whatsoever. Stretches everything out, elongates your spine, forces you to breathe. It's aerobic, gets the heart rate going. It's, it's, it's amazing if if you're into it. Yeah. And, and again, the, the breathing part is actually pretty cool because as I kept going, I got better with the breathing. Not that I had never learned it because I learned it as a kid, but there's a rhythm to swimming and you know when you first start swimming it's like you're going against waves even though you're in a pool yeah (laughs) you know you're not getting anywhere but then eventually now i'm like in this kind of like flow and i really enjoy it because like i'm like not necessarily swimming as hard as i need to but i'm gliding um and then i'll the last 10 laps i'll push myself it's kind of like a sprint swimming 
Um, Sky, question for you with the Wim Hof deal and the breathwork stuff. Did he ever talk about how cold plunges and like that type of breathing can help just your everyday swimming for like ultra, like swimming marathons and stuff like that? Doing the breathing technique just gets you comfortable with holding your breath longer. So it would benefit those situations for sure. But directly as a practice to get better at it. I mean, yeah, you should be doing it regardless. And any, any facet of your life is just going to help. The breath thing is such a life hack and superpower. There's like, there's a couple superpowers. Like number one, if you just have really good eyesight, you're one of those people that has like over 20, 20 vision. Damn. I have never checked my eyes. I Must be nice, check. bro. Must be nice. <laughs> I have good eyesight, though. I don't. I've never worn glasses in my life. Uh, Some but, people claim that they can feel energy. Have you ever met someone that says they can see energy? I've never seen energy. No. But some people I can, can like, definitely see feel energy. It. They can see like colors on people. I've I've heard that, and I've always taken it with a grain of salt. Even though I I don't disbelieve them, I just don't know enough about it to right. really process it the right yeah, way. Like it sounds dope. Like I'm yeah, not gonna like, disagree cool. with you. <laughs> but I don't know if it's real. Yeah. You know, it's like okay, are you just chronically on mushrooms? <laughs> <laughs> but in terms of breathing, I've 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 definitely had some experiences where I've believed that there's a lot of power to breathing. Um, you know, I remember. I had, a, I had this really bad fever. This was before COVID. Like this was like not really the COVID at all, but I had this like really bad fever at one point and I was kind of like desperate. Like I was like, what am I going to like? This is like intense. Uh, and I remember I looked up this randomly breathing for fever on, on YouTube. And I found this like four minute video and I was like, what the hell? Let me give it a try. I tried it and no joke. I felt instantly better. And I was like, whoa, that's, that's insane. Sadly, I've lost that video and I don't know what the breathing technique was anymore because <laughs> my girlfriend got sick maybe like a couple of months after and I was like, hey, try this breathing exercise and I couldn't find it. And I was like so convinced that it did work. And it did, for me, it did work, um, but I was never able to find it again. So I should probably look into that. If anyone knows, shoot it over to us. <laughs> That's when we're going to be getting a sick monitor right here where you're going to look up. I'm going to install a 43-inch TV right there looking down above it so uh -huh. we can pull stuff up live. Nice. And that's going to be something awesome that we can pull up. Yeah, so there's definitely a lot of power to it. In terms of swimming, I don't, again, I'm not doing this competitively by any means. It's for my own health and my own benefit. It's your it's your therapy. It's my thing. It's my therapy. It clears my head. And, and part of the clearing the head part is if you're breathing right then you're not thinking about your daily tasks and your daily, you know, chores, but instead you're thinking about three strokes, breathe left, three strokes, breathe right. You know, like that's kind of like what's on your head. And it's like, it's like a therapeutic way to clear your mind. And you come out of there 20, 30, 40 minutes after and you're feeling fresh. Feeling fresh, baby. On a day-to-day -day basis, you're one of the most positive people I know in the sense that you're just always having a good time. <laughs> I listen to your music when I work out, Into the Deep. Uh, you guys should check out Jason Rawl on Spotify. He has some awesome clips. One of my favorites with Elon Musk. Yeah, that's a fun one. That's a fun one. <laughs> clips Elon talking over. It's just such a vibe. But do you ever find yourself just not in a good mood and not happy? And if so, like, what is the number one thing that you feel that kind of like pulls you down in life? You know... <sighs> There's always things which c come and go, right? But I've always, 
I've always had this avoidance mentality of things I don't want to focus on. And like, you know, if I have to like pay this really high parking ticket instead of like stressing over it or whatever it is, like, this is an example, right? Yeah. Like there's other things going on in my life. Parking tickets is not the biggest issue I'm dealing with. Uh, right. But there's other issues I'm going, going through my life, like everyone. But instead of focusing on the example of a parking ticket and say, that, oh, I had to pay 250 bucks for a parking ticket. Instead of being like, that's an issue. It's done. It's paid. It's done. Right. Like it's out of my yeah. shelf, you know? And instead I'm focusing on like making more money, you know, instead of like yeah. saying, Oh, how could I avoid paying that 250 when I had to do it and take care of it? It's like, okay, now how do I make more money? You know, like I just kind of switch my focus. Um, and I've always done that to some extent. I'm, I'm, I'm never really one who likes to post negative things or, you know, emphasize negative things. I have like family members or friends who, you know, chronically share negative news on Facebook, whether it's what's happening in the world or just a new virus has been found. There's no need to share it on, on your Facebook. It's so you know? true. And then it's when like, you see it, you, it's just, like, you just shake your head. Yeah, like, it's like, why? Like, I'm just going to use the I word Kevin, but like, Kevin, why, man? <laughs> you what know? are you doing, bro? Take it easy. So uh, I've always kind of had that mentality of, extra focused on the positive side of things or the positive things in my life. Um, and sometimes it's, it's not a great thing cause I kind of put off things I do need to take care of, but I also make sure those things do get taken care of as well for the most part. I love it, man. And, and one thing that we always ask all the guests is, uh, to take a moment, look back at your life. If the current you could speak to the 14 year old you, Right. And you could have told yourself one, two or three things. You're like, hey, man, we got a few minutes here. Listen up. This is you from the future. Uh -huh. And that could have said something that could have saved you a ton of time, money, heartaches, headaches. And obviously, you know, a great answer is I wouldn't have said anything because it made me who I am or I would have invested in crypto, you know? Yeah, right. <laughs> it's going to be this thing called Bitcoin. Uh, just just, sell, just one, sell one and hits 50. Tattoo it on your arm right now so you don't forget. Yeah. <laughs> what are maybe some of those things that you would have kind of whispered to yourself? I think that... Or shouted. I think the biggest thing is, is just jumping into opportunities. And... I've, I'm a firm believer that you're better off saying yes and being wrong than saying no and being wrong, you know, in the sense like if, if I like, for example, crypto, you know, if someone came up to you when it was five cents and said, Hey, like, let's invest a hundred bucks. Who knows what can happen? You know? You could have said yes or no because that hundred bucks would have been your your drinking money for the month, right? But you're better off saying yes and being wrong than saying no and being wrong, you know. So say yes more. Yeah, just say yes more. Give it a try, and and it's not that serious. Like if it goes wrong, it won't kill you, or you know you'll learn from it. And and just having that more say yes attitude. Um, which I would say I was pretty conservative, a lot more conservative than I am now. I'm not, I'm not extremely not conservative now, but you know, I would say I, I definitely was a lot more conservative growing up. 
um, and less likely to try new things or take risks or, you know, so I would just, that would be my advice to just start now. There's nothing, the, wor the, the worst case thing you play in your head is always 10 to a thousand times worse than it could ever be. If that makes any sense. Yeah, absolutely. I love you know, that. So give it a try. And now and here that you would are. Be my advice. Yeah, here you are, man. You're DJing. You're playing your thing. You have an awesome group of friends around you, and just good people. And your business is booming. You turned nothing into something, and you turned your passion into a real business. And you're still rocking and rolling. So, rocking congrats, rolling. man. Just getting started, <laughs> though. You know, absolutely. This isn't the first time you'll be on the damn good day show, celebrating victory and celebrating learnings. It's definitely not the first. Man, I appreciate you. Thanks for stopping by. Of On behalf course. of Sky, the Damn Good Day Show crew, this is Jason Ralt. Check them out. And how can people follow you on the gram and check out your music? Yeah, I mean, to be honest, I have quite a bit of stuff on SoundCloud these days. Um, I haven't really put a lot of love into Spotify. Just, you know, I've started off as a DJ more than a producer. So my love has always been on the art of mixing music more than producing music, which I've put a lot of love into now. Um, so yeah, a lot more on Spotify. Uh, I mean, sorry, on SoundCloud, just my name, Jason Rolt, uh, follow us on social media, um, give Nomad Sound System a follow, uh, Nomad Sound Systems with an S. Um, yeah, maybe on TikTok soon. I think that's a good time for me to start that shit. <laughs> I just have zero motivation to start a new social media, but in this world, I think it's important to, to be everywhere you can be. Yeah. I've seen a lot of friends transition to, to TikTok recently. Not as in like transition away from whatever else, but like I've seen them post their videos on Instagram with their TikTok handle. I'm like, oh, <laughs> you've made the transition to TikTok too. Maybe I should. It is crazy how much freaking money you're making. People making money on TikTok. Dude, I have no idea how anything with like, TikTok Like for example, works. like in the net, like I'm in this, uh, an MLM company and all these women are selling crazy amounts of products because what they do is they literally take a pic, they take a video of them like dancing, you know, they're just like dancing and they have a spoon that's covering the logo. And they're just like, I lost five pounds this week. Like I'm looking good. My husband wants to get with this, you know, something fun. It's like a 10 second video. And then there's hundreds of comments oh, saying, wow. where can I buy? Where can I buy? Where can I buy? And they're selling $50,000 of product a month. That's crazy. Just doing like, come on, come get some of this. Cause it's fun. And everyone's like, I want some it's of It's a that. whole different world, man. It's crazy. It's, it's, it's insane. It's insane. Yeah. So the one thing I hate about it is that annoying voice that voice where you type in something it, it's time to pay your parking oh ticket oh my god that's like the biggest thing i i that's turned me off it pretty much if they didn't have that voice i probably would have been on it already <laughs> <laughs> all right man we appreciate you Till next thanks time. for having me this is a damn good day to have a damn good day